Mindy, what's going on here? Why are there so many bees in here? Oh, good. You're just in time for my math bee. Here, take a seat right here, Guy Raz. But, Mindy, we have to do the game hey, show. Hold that thought. <clears throat> uh, welcome, welcome, everyone, and thank you all for coming. Uh, um, Mindy, I'm the only one here. Please hold your applause. Oh, you guys are too much. Welcome to the first annual Math Bee. Kairos, can you ask why this is not a spelling bee? Uh, why isn't this a spelling bee, Mindy? Well, that is a great question, random audience member I've never met before in my life. So my research has proven that bees are terrible spellers. Okay. But scientific research has suggested that bees are actually pretty good at math. In fact, they've been known to solve simple addition and subtraction problems. Well, I'd love to watch bees solving math problems. But Mindy, we, we've got a game show to do. Oh, wait. Uh, how do I keep forgetting about that? Um, okay, bees, take five in your beehives. Five in the beehives, bees. Hit the lights. In three, two, one. And now for everyone's second favorite game show after eating miniature food... It's two what's and a wow! With your hosts, Mindy and Guy Ross. Two what's, two what's, two what's, two what's, two what's, two what's, and a wow! Welcome back, Wowzers. It's time for an adventure. Additional round of two what's and a wow. The scientific game show that separates the wows from the what's. Now, before we begin today's round, let's review where we left off yesterday. We gave you three scientific statements about fossils and challenged you to guess which one was the one true wow. Was it A, scientists have found fossils on every continent except for Antarctica? Or was it B, the most expensive fossil in the world is a Spinosaurus tooth that once sold for $15 million? Or was it C, fossilized dinosaur poop is used for jewelry? And to answer yesterday's question, joining us by phone, it's Wesley! Wesley, what's the wow? Hi, my name is Wesley, and my wow in the world is you can make jewelry out of fossilized dinosaur poop. P.U. Winner, winner, fossilized poop for dinner. Wesley, that is correct. Contestants, if you guess the answer C, that fossilized dinosaur poop is used for jewelry, you found the winning wow. Congratulations, Wesley! Believe it or not, fossilized dinosaur poop, also known as coprolites, is often used in jewelry making. Just like bones, these poop fossils form over millions of years as the poop molecules decay and different minerals replace them. These minerals basically turn the poop to rock and sometimes even crystals. Sounds like some prime jewelry making poop right there. Plus, it makes a great conversation starter. Oh, you like my earrings? Well, they're made from old dinosaur poop. For those of you who guessed A or B, you weren't too far off. 
If you guessed A, well, scientists actually have found fossils in Antarctica. In fact, some plant fossils found there suggest that 90 million years ago, Antarctica had a warm climate similar to New Zealand. And if you guessed B, the most expensive fossil is actually Sue the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You can find Sue chilling out at the Field Museum in Chicago as the most complete T-Rex ever discovered. And if you're in the market to buy your own dino fossils like Sue the T-Rex, you might need to break open a lot of piggy banks. Sue was sold for over 8.3 million US dollars in the 1990s. That's a lot of money for a bag of bones. Mindy, why don't you tell our winning contestants what they've won? Guy Raz, all of our winning wowzers today will be taking home their very own invisible rack of fossil teeth. These ancient chompers are fantastic. Featuring teeth from 70 million year old dinosaurs, you can do all sorts of things with these bad boys. Like what exactly, Mindy? Well, you can make a grandma some killer dentures, or you can hide them under your pillow, wait for the tooth fairy, and rake in a million dollars. That's the going rate for fossilized teeth. Well, okay then. Hey, congratulations to all of our winning contestants. We're going to take a quick break so I can check in on those busy bees, but when we get back, it's another round of Two What's and a Wow! To What's in a While, we'll be right back. Grown-ups, this message is for you. Support for NPR and the following message for parents come from NPR and NPR member stations. Support your local station at npr.org stations. School's out, we're stuck at home, so let's keep learning together. One day, we might be able to talk, to communicate with, not just with dolphins, but with animals, like like Dr. Doolittle, right? <laughs> I'm Manoush Zamarodi, and Guy Raz joins me for a special summer show with big ideas for the entire family. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. That's it. Now back to the show. And we're back. It's time for another round of two what's and a wow. Today's category is... Math. Mindy, why don't you refresh our contestants on how the game works? You know it. Wowzers, we are about to present you with three scientific statements about math. But... And this is a big but. Only one of those facts will be a true wow. The other two? Just a couple of made-up what's... All right, let's get started. Which of the following statements about math is a true scientific wow? Is it A, researchers have shown that pigeons are just as good at math as monkeys are? Or is it B, when cats and college students took a 30-question math test, on average, the cats only got two more incorrect answers than the college students? Or is it C? Worms count vibrations to see how close they are to other worms. One more time. Is it A? Research has shown that pigeons are just as good at math as monkeys are. Or is it B? When cats and college students took a 30-question math test, on average, the cats only got two more incorrect answers than the college students. Or is it C? 
worms count vibrations to see how close they are to other worms. When you think you have the correct answer, write it down on a sheet of paper and tell your best friend using telepathy. And be sure to check back tomorrow to see if your wow is the winning wow. But before we go, we have a little scientific challenge for you. We call it Operation Counting A to Z. We're calling all mathematicians. We want you to use your counting skills to count how many items in your kitchen start with each letter of the alphabet. So keep a tally of how many objects you can find that start with each letter of the alphabet. For example, let's say you find a cup, a can opener, and cranberry sauce. You would give three tallies next to the letter C. Apples and Asiago cheese? That's two checks for A. And when you've counted how many objects start with each letter of the alphabet, snap a photo. Grown-ups, you can send your photos to us at tinkercast.com share. Be sure to check back tomorrow for the answer to today's game, and we'll play another round of... Two What's in a Wow was produced by Mindy Thomas and me, Guy Raz. Anna Zagorski writes the words, and Jason Rubinowitz adds the wows as our audio producer. Jessica Bodie keeps our facts straight. Jacob Stein rounds out our creative team, and Meredith Halpern-Ranzer powers the wow at Tinkercast. Special thanks to Jed Anderson and also Anya Grunman and the team at NPR. Our theme song was written and composed by the Pop-Ups. For more on their three-time Grammy-nominated all-ages music, Find them at thepopups.com. Grownups, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wow in the World. And our email address is hello at wowintheworld.com. And if you're a kid with a big wow to share that could be used on an upcoming episode of Two What's in a Wow, call us at 1 888 7 Wow. Thanks again for listening. That's all for now. Until next time, keep, keep on, on wowing! wowing. Two Whats and a Wow is made by Tinkercast and sent to you by NPR.